0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hallelujah! You feel the Holy Ghost? I do. Amen. And now, look at this. Acts. Look at Acts. Um... 20, 32. That's where we left off. Acts 20, 32. We get to Acts 20, 32, and you can put it in the King James, because just I, that's the notes I got. Hallelujah. And now, brethren, hmm. what does he do? I command you, I commend you to God and to the words of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified so we got an inheritance remember we fe- we read ephesians 111 yesterday that's where we left off let's go to ephesians 111 we got an inheritance given to us by god ephesians 111 says we have obtained right And also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So what do we do? We got, we obtained an inheritance. Everybody got that? Okay, this doesn't say we're gonna get an inheritance. It says we have. Okay? This verse of scripture had a past tense. You have been accepted. You have obtained. You have this thing. Well, why is that so important? Because God has given you an inheritance that's waiting for you in the earth. That inheritance is not just physical stuff and material stuff, it's the inheritance of what? Christ's complete work in you. The Godhead is finished in you, okay? Everything Jesus received when he was raised from the dead is part of that inheritance package. Everything that happened to him since he was raised from the dead is part of your inheritance package. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he received the glorified body. Eventually, we will have a glorified body when we go to heaven. Right now, we got the glory in us. Where did, where did Jesus go? Remember, we talked about this, Ephesians 2, 6. He's seated at the hand of God, and he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Jesus was raised from the dead by the mighty power of God and is seated at the, his own ha- right hand in heavenly places. That same mighty power worked in me and you when we were made alive into Christ and he gave us a brand new life, it raised us up together to sit in heavenly places with Christ. He is in you, you are in him, his inheritance and your inheritance are the same. You are joint heir. Now that word right there, ha- what does that mean? he's an heir of the world that means that he an heir you know like if you had an estate and they were heirs of the estate they would be the recipients of what you own we are joint heirs co-heirs joint heirs with him so that means everything that Jesus owned we own everything that Jesus did we did now this is this is based upon spiritual principles and they have to be received as revelation now that that if you ain't paying attention, man, that'll go right over your head, because what happens is we go, well, I, I don't see it. Who said you see it? It ain't about seeing it; it's about receiving it. You know what I mean? Well, when did that happen? When you got born again? I'm telling you, man. This this stuff is good stuff. Look, let me go slow because if I get too far ahead, look at Acts. I'm sorry. Look at Ephesians one nineteen. Because there's a lot of power laid up for you. He wanted you to get this understanding. Look at this. Ephesians, did I give you Ephesians 1, 19? Yeah. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Now read this slow. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, sent him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. See it? So there's exceeding power, mighty power, was in Christ, same power is in you, Put you at the right hand of God. Far above, remember we read this yesterday? All might, all power, all dominion, and every name in his name, not only in this world, but in this world also to come. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Now now this is what happened. Okay? So I gotta read this slow to you, and you you're gonna understand this. According to the working of that mighty power which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, he put you in that spot, right? Okay, now let's go over here. Go to Colossians one twenty-one. Colossians one twenty-one. Give you a lot of word. Okay, we kind of touch base with this. And you're going to kind of read this and you're going to pull this in and it's all going to make sense. Okay, so you're doing good. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. You see that? in the body where was your reconciliation made complete in his body on the cross in the body of his flesh through death so the reconciliation between god and man happened while jesus was hanging on the cross does that make sense he paid the price on the cross to reconciliate god and man okay man was separated from god because of sin jesus went in between that's why he hung in between the earth And heaven, he was on the cross, he connected man and God through his body, one flesh. How? To present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Now that's how God sees you. Holy, what does it mean to be unblameable? Can't put no blame on me. What does it mean to be unreprovable? That means I am above being corrected. Well, wait a minute, you mean, now listen, he's, watch, if you continue in the faith grounded and settled, if your life gets, if your life gets wacky, right, you need to come back, but if you just stay in the lane of faith, you're unreprovable in God's sight, if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be moved not away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister. Wow. Wow. Okay, right? So he's saying don't be moved away. Don't allow anybody to move you away. Now when he says you're holy, unblameable, and unreprovable to the sight of God, don't critique it, receive it. What's your prayer life gonna look like when you feel like you're holy, unblameable, and unreprovable? It's gonna change your life. Says the same thing in Philippians two fifteen. This is how God sees you, man. That's what I'm saying. This is why I'm building this identity thing. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of crooked, perverse nation, among whom you shine as a light in the world, that you may be blameless and harmless. You get that? You're created in Christ Jesus. I like that, man. You're winning. That sounds like righteousness, doesn't it? Look at 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Because when you get in this, you start feeling that righteousness, man. You know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, you know this one. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Come on. Behold, all things become new, and all things, Woo! watch this, of God, who hath reconciled, there's that word again, us to himself by Jesus Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that Christ was, I'm sorry, to wit God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now, now watch that. Now God, this is deep, man. God was in Jesus Reconciling the world under Christ. Okay? God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in Christ reconciling the world. We are in Christ being reconciled unto God. The moment you get that revelation there's this. Not imputing their trespasses unto them, us, hath committed unto us the word of what? Reconciliation. So it's like, look, you could go tell people you don't have to pay for your sins. That's the good news. So God was in Jesus on the cross, and we were in Jesus on the cross, and that's where mass reconciliation took place. Done deal forever. Why is that so important? Okay, that's where the new creature ability came. That's when your spirit was completely recreated. Because you ain't half this, half man, half that. You're all God. The problem is your mind's not renewed to it. See, that's that's Ephesians 4.20. Go there. Because if you learned, if you have so learned Christ, remember that one? Well, what do you mean if you so learned Christ? He explained to them that what? If you guys knew who you were, you'd be acting different. The reprogramming of your life happens the moment you discovered who you really are. You don't talk like that. But you have not learned Christ. If so be that you learn from Christ and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. That's that unrenewed mind, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may put on the new man. What's that new man? That new man is the new you. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's your responsibility to put on the new man. Just knowing you've been made righteous ain't enough. You have to understand righteousness, what it means to be righteous as a believer, and you have to understand that it is one of the most vital areas of your life that you got to walk it out. you got to put it on. I ain't talking like that no more. I ain't acting like that no more. Because I'm in right standing with God, and my mouth's the only thing that can get me out of right standing with God. That, I never said that a day in my life. Did you hear what I just said? You're you're made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but if you start talking goofy and talking beneath and talking this lack and talking this against the word, you're stepping out of that righteous position because you are ignorant in the moment or your flesh got the best of you. I'm telling you, man, don't confuse this thing. Righteousness is not holiness. Holiness is not righteousness. Righteousness is what you, you're you made. Righteousness has nothing to do with your actions. Holiness is about conduct. Okay? You didn't come into right standing with God because of good acting character. You came in right standing with God because you were bought with a price to come in right standing by the faith of Jesus Christ through the redemptive work at Calvary, okay? Now, holiness is a byproduct of understanding my righteousness. That's character, that's conduct, that's posture, that's holiness is important. Holiness will never be demonstrated in your life if you do not get a revelation of righteousness because you're gonna just do it in works and you don't have the power. You understand righteousness gives you the power to live the life. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like when he said you're an ambassador. You come from heaven, man. Your position in your body of Christ is not compared to any other position. You're a heavenly identity in the earth. You got certain rights. You got certain availability. As long as you obey the laws of heaven and the earth, the earth has no effect over you. You're a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. It entitles everything that the kingdom has to offer unto you. You know? The Bible, the Bible is the book of righteousness. It's all the rights, all the privileges, everything available to me and you. But the problem is when you're ignorant of it, it will rob you of this thing freely. Now I don't want you living beneath this thing. Yeah, I like this, man. You got to put this righteousness on. Look at Ephesians 6:10. Y'all know what this is. You're like I'm going to put on put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of righteousness. Look at this. look at this. You ever read this? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, that's the attacks, but that's also, too, don't get ignorant. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. See what he's saying? There's a fight going on. And against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, taking you the whole armor of God. Okay, I got that. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness what do you mean the breastplate of righteousness pick up a plate covering your heart understanding you are right standing with god and act like the righteousness of god in christ Jesus it's your breastplate it covers the vital part of your christian identity Did you get that? Why is it a breastplate? Because it is covering your Christian identity. Every right and every privilege in Christ Jesus. You need to put on the breastplate of righteousness and wear it victoriously. Woo! It'll bring the force of righteousness into operation on your behalf. Did you get that? Look at this, look at this. I I, 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 I know this stuff, Pastor Chris. Yeah, okay. Look at 1 Peter 3, 12. Now, what's this going to do for your prayer life? See, why I'm building this identity thing all this month, I'm going to talk about this all year. I'm telling you, man. I thank God we fast and pray and I get direction from the Lord. Thank you for praying for me too. You know, somebody called me this morning and said, Pastor Chris, I'm praying for you. Here's what I'm praying for you. You guys got to pray for me, man, that God just keeps flowing. Like give this dude, like this is my, my affirmation is this. God, I have, I get God inspired messages that you want to release to your people so they can figure out their identity in Christ. I say that during my affirmations, like God anoint me. What do I preach about? I could preach about anything. God, anoint me for you. God, anoint me to tell them what they need to hear. Anoint me to tell the partners what they need to hear, the church members, the pastors recover. Anoint me not just for their prayer life. What do they need to hear? This is what you need to hear. Now, why did I have this big, long, oh, why did you have a two-day summit on identity? Why you got identity? Why we got church? And you guys better start watching online because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Grant, get, get the numbers of who's watching. And if you guys ain't watching, I'm coming to your house. You need to be watching church, man, learning this stuff. Church needs to be watched. If you are not here Wednesday night, midweek, Thursday summit, you need to be watching church. I'm going to talk to him on Sunday about that. You need to be watching this stuff. It'll change your life. Look what he says in 1 Peter 3 and 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over who? The righteous. And his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Now listen to me what I'm saying here. Now, right? We understand we're not doing evil, but doesn't that make you feel good? The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and he hears my prayers. He opens his ears to my prayers. Hey, when I go into my prayer time, and I'm the righteous, I don't know, maybe 50-50 shot of getting this. Nah, bro. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This has nothing to do with holiness and conduct and character and attitude and behavior. I'm not going in trying to be some kind of, you know, wackadoo sinner, but you get what I'm saying. I'm trying to do the best I can with what I got. I'm coming into my prayer life based on righteousness, and God's going to hear me. What is your prayer life gonna going to do when you go and say, I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been empowered. I'm unreprovable. I'm unblameable. I'm holy in his eye. Come on, man. You're going to be like a monster in prayer. You're going to be strong, man. God hears my prayer. God's waiting for me to come in there so he can just go do something for me. You need to get a right, write this down. You need to develop a righteousness consciousness. It will cause you to live like an overcomer and have a victorious life. That's what Jesus did. Jesus said we do greater works. You know what I'm saying? This is where you load up your authority too, man. This is where you load up your, your faith life. And, and this, is, this is the thing. So let me explain to why, why we're, we're kind of going along these lines. Everything you got was a discovery from something you figured out. Everything you need has already been supplied and everything God has, he already gave you. So all we're at right now is we're at this crescendo of whatever Christian, this us say use me. Whatever level of Christianity I'm operating in right now, it was because I discovered it. I didn't say I discovered a lot, just hear what I'm saying. What I didn't discover, I cannot operate in. Because here's God, he already gave you everything the minute he got born again. So God's not like, oh you're in fourth grade, so you know you get this kind of math test. And he goes, oh okay, you're in, you know, you're in you know, college, and, you know, algebra, whatever, and you're, no, 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 no. It's what you discover. So your quest for knowledge and wisdom is the determining factor. You could be saved for a year and be taking calculus, for crying out loud, in the spirit. You get what I'm saying? Because you're hungry. It's all spiritual blessings have already been given to you. Blessed with it all. So you got it when you got born again. So now if it's not a discovery, the reason why is you haven't found it yet. So that authority is waiting for you. That power is waiting for you. Now here's a big one, right? I love this. Go to sec go to Philippians. Philippians chapter two five. Okay? This is big. Okay. I like it in the King James. Um, but I like it a little better in the Passion. So let's read it in the King James and then we'll read it in the Passion, just so you know what I'm talking about. Okay? Is that cool? Okay, let this mind be in you. Okay, what was that? Which was also in Christ Jesus. This is how Jesus thought. Everybody say, this is how Jesus thought. Because this is how Jesus thought. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Okay? Made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in likeness in men. And being found in fashion as a man... He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of a cross. You got that? Okay, let's look at it in the Passion, 2-5. Then we'll read. Then I'll explain. Okay? And consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us. What was that example? Let this mindset become your motivation. Well, what's that? He existed in the form of God, yet... He what? He gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself outward from his outward glory, reducing himself to a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man, and he was obedient. He was the perfect example in his death, a criminal's death of crucifixion. Okay? He humbled himself and became what? Obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We have to humble ourselves, but watch this, okay? No one can humble you. You have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And what? At the same time, keep in mind that you're a joint heir with Jesus. So now watch this. This is big, man. This is the way I read it, okay? This will change your life. He was deity, and he humbled himself to be like humanity. Did you pull that in? Did you pull that in? Did you get that now? We are humanity, and we got to what? Humble ourselves to lift up to be like deity. It's reverse. He was the king, man. And when he said, I came to the earth, I humbled myself and became like a servant. We were like slaves, and now we have to become like a savior. Oh, my God, you better get that. It's humility. What do you mean it's humility, man? I thought that's the difference. Like humility, that's humility backwards. That ain't humility backwards. You want to know what that is? That's humility forward. Does that make sense? Humility is I have to yield to what I think about myself. Humility is I need to subject myself to what he said. You see it? He was everything and he had to become nothing. We are nothing and we got to become everything. Come on. That's how you do it. Man, you scratch your head, you're like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be uh, thinking it, not robbery, to be equal with God. Oh my God, that'll break you. Think about this. Think. This is what literally happens in your mind. I have to think of myself to be equal with Jesus. And not lose, oh my God. Kings and priests, baby. Never been one like you before. I'm telling you, man, all this year you're going to have to renew your mind and elevate your game. A royal priesthood, woo! Firstborn among many brethren. That's Romans eight twenty nine. I'm gonna say some. Jesus ain't the only son. Go look at Romans eight twenty nine, man. That blows your head out when I say that. Be honest. When I tell you what I just said, your head goes tilt. You really got a revelation in that? I don't have a revelation in that. I don't even have a thimble's worth of revelation in that. I'm telling you straight up. So you're going to tell me you do? I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody, but come on, man. You know what a fight that is? Look at Romans 8.29. The firstborn among many brethren. That's Romans 8.29. He's going to pull it up. When he pulls it up, you're going to be shocked. What do you mean Romans 8.29, Pastor Chris? For For what? The firstborn of many for whom he did foreknow he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. That we, he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What does that mean? Jesus was the first son. You the second son. Well, I'm a girl. Guess what? Ain't no gender in the Bible like that. You're you're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. Same thing. God is equal with that. F- What's that mean? Glory to God. The firstborn among many brethren. Glory to God. Jesus is no longer the only begotten son. We are. We are sons of God. Man, think about that. So everything he did, he paved the way. I'm just walking in my thing. And I heard this thing funny, right? I heard this preacher one time. It was a great story. He said, um, he said, man, he said, uh. uh when I was in, he said he got beat up. You know, he, he, uh, he, he went to school and he got beat up. Older kids beat him up. And, um, you know, he came home and he said his brother could fight. Like his older brother could fight. Like this dude, like he fight grown men. Like he was in, you know, high school and he's just a fight. Everywhere he went, the guy would fight. And he said he came home and the preacher said, he said, man, he said, I came home. My brother seen me. He said, I had a shiner, you know, got popped in the head, had a, had a black eye. And he said, man, he said, my brother came to me he said, he said, come here. He said, what happened to you? And he said, I didn't want to say none because I knew he, once I told him who it was, he' going to go down there and just whoop everybody. And he said, oh, no, nah, man. He goes, no, 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 He said, I'm telling you right now, if you don't tell me who it is right now, I'm going to beat you silly. And he knew. He said, I ain't fighting him, so I told him who he was. He said, come on, let's go. He went right on down the place. He found these guys that kind of worked him over. And he said, which one of you, you, you did this to my brother? And he said, you know, they trying to did not because they knew who he was. You know, they didn't know what the whole deal was. And he said, he said man, my brother whooped these dudes stupid." Beat up these dudes. Now, I'm not condoning violence, but he said, man, he goes, you know, sometimes he goes, you got to realize, he said, he said that to say this, he said, in the spirit, we got an older brother and in life, sometimes, you know, like in the normal, when you got an older brother, you know, the younger brother's out there getting in trouble. He's like, don't, he started making me laugh. He said, don't make me go get my brother, devil. Don't go get, don't make me go get my brother. You better off, you're better off trying to say, but don't make me go get my brother. So you got to think like that. Jesus is my savior, but he's also my older brother. Come on, somebody. He went before me. He paved the way. He gave me victory. He gave me ability. He gave don't make me, devil, don't make me go call my brother. Don't make me go get my Jesus and let, cause he'll whoop you silly. And when you say Jesus, the devil goes, Oh, I already been to this battle. He came down into hell and defeated me. Took the keys of the kingdom, stripped them naked, and made them walk around like a spectacle of nonsense with authority and power. That same power is on you today. That same power is in you today. That same ability is in you to do what God said you can do. Don't make me go get my brother, but call upon that name and get the victory in every area of your life. Come on, somebody. We've been made kings and priests. We've been made to walk in victory. We've been made to walk in supernatural success. And we've been made to have victory in every area of our life. And I just want you to know, this whole month long, we are talking about your heavenly identity. Unlock We got to go. Unlocking it. Unveiling it. Discovering it. Getting a revelation of it. Maybe just even praying it out so you could see who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ for the rest of your life. I want to pray for you. When I pray for you, I want you to get ready for this month. If you're a partner in the ministry, get relevant church, you need to be in the building every single Sunday this year. There ain't no reason not to be in church. Get in the building. I understand sometimes you gotta watch from home. Watch from home. Man, I had to go somewhere. Watch it during the midweek. I got people watch on Wednesday, they watch Sunday, and on Friday, they watch Wednesday. Get these messages. I'm smart enough to know God's gonna speak to you. One. Two, here's the big one. Here's the big one. I need you to put the work in of reprogramming your mind with these scriptures I give you. Go back over those scriptures. Write them down. Listen to it again. Get the podcast. Get the webcast. Go back over. Listen to it put some of those things, get some of those in hymns, buy that in hymn book, go through those scriptures, listen to that stuff. I guarantee if you go online, that in hymn stuff, our verbal affirmations will get done. We're building a studio so we can do these verbal affirmations. It's going to be really good. We're going to take, we're going to get a, we're going to, we're going to launch a brand new podcast. We're going to rent, launch some new stuff for you. We're going to keep the podcast we got. We're going to have really, really cool stuff. And in the next season, we're going to be having that verbal affirmation incubator that I am so excited about. We're getting ready to do it. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to believe God for the next level of what God wants you to discover. And all it's going to take is just a little effort on your part. We're going to come alongside you. We're going to help you do it. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you that you are allowing them to discover who they are in Christ, what they can do in Christ how they could fulfill and accomplish their identity. Let them see who they are. Let them identify with Jesus. Let the discovery become theirs. Let the revelation become theirs. Open the eyes of their understanding. Remove the blinders so they can see and know. And let them walk in the understanding that they are Christ in the earth. Christ is in them, they're in him, and they are unified together forever. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of reconciliation. And thank you for the ministry Thank you for the ministry of reconciliation. And thank you, Father, for favor, revealing unto us who we are. Thank you, Lord, for giving us victory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen, praise the Lord. Well, glory to God, guys. Don't forget, I'm gonna see you Sunday morning. I hope you had a great time with us during these two days of identification. Go back, watch Wednesday, watch Thursday. Let's get ready to roll in the weekend. We are gonna have some powerful truths To change your life and your family's life. I love you. God bless you, and I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.